Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim. This is going to be our top 10 horror movies of 2017 to, you know, round out the year. At least for the most part, we've got a New Year's movie going up on New Year's Eve that you can look forward to, so that's the thing that's happening. But, here we are. Uh, so, top 10 best horror movies of the year. How are you feeling, Tim? I asked you that in the last video with the worst movies, I'll ask you again this time. Um better uh, about these movies but um yeah i mean uh we talked about it a little bit beforehand but i i had a little bit of trouble coming up with a top 10 this year um not that there weren't movies you know that we liked um like everything on this list i think is, is a really good movie but uh it was hard to find a lot of movies that I felt really passionate about that I was like, oh, like, heck hmm. yeah, like, this needs to go on the list, or like, oh man, like, I love this movie, I'm gonna fight you tooth and nail to get it on there, you know? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, there was a more consistent, but maybe not as high highs in the horror genre this year. Yeah, that's uh, a good way of putting it. But, yeah, well, obviously we'll, we'll work through it. Uh, I mean, I like, well, I like most of these movies. Obviously, this is a combined <laughs> list. This isn't just my top ten, this isn't just Tim's top ten. This is our combined top ten. So we sat down, we debated, and, yeah, there's there's one movie that I really like that Tim doesn't, and there's one movie that he really likes that I don't. And so they're both on there, because we both cared yeah. passionately enough that we, we wanted to have them on there. But so it doesn't mean that there's a bit of compromise there. But that's okay. That's how that's how uh, friendship works. Yes, I, <laughs> I think that's not bad though. That's only one like one movie each that's that we true. disagreed on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, out, out of the ten, there's only one each that the other one is yeah. not as hot on. Uh, that's a really good point. So, um, so no, uh, so that that's how we that's how we achieve this this top ten, and we will we will <laughs> work our way through, and we will see what we think the best horror movie of the year is. Well, there'll be surprises. Who can say? Who knows? <laughs> Number 10. The Boy? What? How'd that get in there? <laughs> Number 10. And it's not The Boy, because The Boy is only appropriate on the worst of list. It's not true. And only in 2016 when that piece of shit was released. Thank you, and kindly. Good day, sir. <laughs> Number 10. All right. <laughs> As it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, said that, like, I, didn't... <laughs> I said it like I was surprised. I was I like, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I forgot what the order was. So, so yeah, I mean, it obviously, arguably, is the. the but I don't know if it's the biggest horror movie of the. I mean, it's definitely the, the most financially successful, but it's definitely the most mainstream recognition horror movie of the year. Yeah, uh, I was really, really excited about this. I am a huge, huge uh, Stephen King fan, and it is like my all-time favorite book. Uh, and I, I really dug this movie. Um, like, I wasn't fully like a hundred percent satisfied with it, but most of it was like kind of just you know stupid nerdy nitpicks of like oh this was left out of the book or whatever. But the I the think... performances in it were top notch. I think what we were saying before, where the top tens maybe not as strong as the top ten last year, is yeah. be- is because of because of it. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> uh, and because I, I mean I like it, I like it quite a bit, but 
I do actually have a lot of problems with it as well because I, I I think yeah I said this you know a lot more in depth in the review but I said that I think the horror elements of it are typically the worst part of the movie. Uh, what I like about the movie are the kids and their friendship and they're coming together to fight the bad guy. Like that's what I like about that movie. The actual yeah. scary stuff, honestly, is kind of generic. And yeah, you know. and uh, and it, it's a shame because um you know it and that's a big part of the book like is that you really grow to like the characters but. Also, the horror elements are really great, too. And this, uh, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily bad, but they aren't anything really, like, standout-ish. Like, there, there was some stuff that I like, but then there was also, like, you know, some kind of regrettable CGI and some, mm-hmm. like, predictable jump scare stuff that was, like, um, all right, not horrible, but definitely could have been better. But, but, you know, why is it here at all, though? It's here because, like we say, characters are really good. The kids have a great friendship. Um, I think it has a very... Uh, authentic sounding voice for the kids they all feel like real kind of preteens yeah. they all have that kind of real vibe going for them and uh good set and you got, you got you got the time you know this is set in the 80s so you know the 80s, fact that we've got a stranger yeah. things kid in the cast is that's true you know, it does not go unnoticed <laughs> certainly yeah. but uh no so I, I think it's actually a really fun adventure movie as weird as that sounds given the darker kind of horror oh, elements totally. but yeah. that's actually what i liked about it so there you yeah. go it and uh, and I mean, one thing I can really say is that um, you know it kind of makes me hopeful to see some more like you know really big budget you know Stephen King adaptations uh, you know taken seriously because I feel like you know it, there's a lot of like really bad kind of laughable King stuff out there. Oh, oh yeah, I, like after this like made the money it did, I feel like every studio in town is trying to like sign up another King book for oh, yeah. for release. We're gonna be, we're gonna yeah. be swimming in them soon, Tim. Swimming. Yeah, which I, I feel like is good and bad. Like, they'll probably... Be a lot of shit. Pro- yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that's going to But help. if we get a few more movies like this, I'll be pretty happy too. Number nine is Raw. Yes. Which is a French movie, and it's a very different type of horror movie from a lot of the rest of this list, because it's not as overtly horror in a lot of ways. It's a very subtle, simple character drama, almost. It's just that the girl, the main, the main character happens to, who's a vegetarian at first, becomes addicted to human meat. It is a cannibal movie. Uh, but in a sort of kind of normal setting of, like, you know, being on a college campus, and our sister's there. Uh, it's, I like it I like it a lot. I like the pacing a lot. I like the, the fact that there's not a lot of music. It's very kind of uh, this, like, sort of downbeat realism, almost, uh, to the to the, the world that, that, that she inhabits in the movie. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like again, I, th- I actually think I think it's a stronger than it. I think it's a really strong movie. My only complaint with the movie was really the I, th- I thought the ending kind of explained too much of stuff. Oh yeah, that was my honest only com- real complaint coming out of it. But I, I thought I thought it was a really good character piece. I thought the the build of the hunger, the 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 uh, the addiction over the course of the movie was really fascinating. Uh, especially when it got to that one or two really ridiculous scenes where she finally sort of lets loose and it's kind of <laughs> like glorious like it's been building up to it all movie it's, it's yeah. good stuff i think it's a really great uh like funnily enough uh coming of age story um and uh, I, I think one of the things you know you're gonna see like a big difference between the best of and the worst of lists is um like characters like notice like how in these best of movies you just you 
care for the characters so much more and the yeah. you know the main character in this um yeah i forget her name but you know she was great and then her relationship with her sister was really good and interesting and and yeah um, as you said it's a coming of age movie it's it's the cannibalism's actually just a, it's an analogy it's a metaphor for actual yeah. coming of age it's it's all about her letting her wild side out and not being like you know bottling it up like that, that's the whole movie's like kind of a metaphor for that it has something to say it's got themes it's got depth it's got layers it's good. Yeah, it's good that it, you know it's funny at parts. Uh, it's you know surprisingly kind of emotional, and um, but it, it also doesn't shy away from the horror stuff like that. There's some like legit like pretty gruesome, you know, bloody stuff in it that's uh, that's good. And yeah, it's a really really good watch. I actually wouldn't mind watching it again. I think uh, also you know, I saw it a little earlier in the year, but pube waxing as well so that, oh, uh, oh, oh i forgot about that scene that's actually yeah, the that scariest is, scene in the movie yeah that's really cringeworthy <laughs> oh god uh okay so number eight the babysitter this, this is a <laughs> yeah this is a netflix original movie it is a mcg directed film which shocked me that i liked a mcg movie <laughs> but holy crap this is a ton of fun this is a horror comedy about a kid who finds out his babysitters wanting to sacrifice people with their friends and it becomes essentially this demented version of home alone where the kid has to fight off these five teenagers <laughs> And it's over-the-top violent, it's over-the-top cartoony. You really like the kid. Again, it's a coming-of-age story for him, uh, which works really well. His relationship with the babysitter, which I I was worried before we watched it was going to be kind of cliche, like, oh, he's got the hots for his babysitter. Yeah. Worked beautifully. This, this was a f- blast of a movie. Like, uh, this, this is a genuine surprise of the year. Yeah, uh, I, I was pretty happy with it. And yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I feel like Netflix is kind of weird. They like to do these things that like yeah I think yeah, you he, might get a trailer but just like it might be like a couple of weeks before or something like I, I think that's exactly it. i think it was like two weeks before it hit because because it, it was during october when we had the october thorn we we're doing movies like every couple of days we were you know we're super, super swamped and we got to like the, the start of october and they, they released this this trailer for like the second week and it was like huh that might be worth yeah. doing that looks like it's worth talking about and like to me this is like kind of like the perfect netflix movie like it's something that i didn't really know much about but then you see it on there mm. and you're like uh all right i'll give this a shot and then it like sucks you right in it, it's very stylized um but you know like you said a ton of fun and the characters yep. are great and some really you know cool funny like death scenes and and, uh, and you care about the kid there's some sweet moments because you care about yeah him. so yeah yep. I would say like a lot of good uh, like setup, like some really good payoff. Uh, you know, by the end of the movie. Oh yeah, the script's uh, actually really strong. Everything that's set up in the opening is paid off, and the towards the end, like everything is yeah. really tight script. So no, Babysitter's a surprisingly great movie. I'd highly recommend checking it out. I think if there's one thing uh, about like this year in horror movies is the just like the variety. Like I, I feel like we have. Mm like so many different types of horror movies like a lot of this list you, you can't really say too much of the stuff is similar like you know it's not like we just got like oh. five movies that were like you know basically all just like conjuring light or something it's like oh no like this one's a comedy this one's well, kind of like a, no. a touching come of age story we did they're just all in the worst of list right right <laughs> <laughs> For the best of list absolutely yeah so uh number seven is the void now this one's interesting because something you said a little bit before you said 
the one thing that most of these have in common is the characters. They have good characters that you care about. I actually think this is the one exception to this, where it's the premise over the characters that make it work. Uh, I, I would I would agree the premise and like the aesthetic Style. like yeah yeah this uh is like man like I mean if if you told me like John Carpenter directed this in the eighties like I I might believe you because it is just oozing like the like influences from it and uh, but it's good because we love John Carpenter it's, it's a cosmic <laughs> horror movie uh, with a group of characters in a, a hospital that's about to shut down so there's only like a couple of staff there's a few people who are there including the sheriff of the town and they're trapped there because these cultists are outside and they want to get in to like ki- you know kidnap the one that got away and they're all trying to achieve some sort of cosmic horror there's like some space god that they want to like to, like bring to earth or something <laughs> like that and it's it's got some thing the thing like elements where there's like some creature practical effects. It's got really cool synthy music. It's got it's it's the style and the aesthetic, as Tim said, uh, yeah. that makes this movie work in the plot. The characters are only okay. I mean, um, Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim's in it. Funnily oh enough. yeah, <laughs> but uh, like the lead guy, the sheriff, arguably is probably the worst actor in the movie. He's kind of rough. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't matter too much in the grand scheme of things i had a lot of fun with it certainly it's a bit rough around the edges because of these these reasons but it is a good time if you like this type of movie you like if you like a bottle movie you like the synth you like the 80s sort of thing and you like uh, the idea of cosmic horror which i feel like we don't get enough of i don't think i don't think we get enough no. uh space horror or the teasing of space horror yeah. like this movie did and uh, I feel like this is something that could so easily have been done uh, poorly, uh, but I, I really think uh, you know the people that made this knocked it out of the park. And uh, you know, like you said, it felt so good seeing those practical effects. Like the the effects in this looked uh, amazing. I was really really surprised by it. Um, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> I really really dig this movie. <laughs> Number six is Split. Uh, this was going oh, back okay. to January uh, for this one. This is the M. Night Shyamalan film, which, you know, I said I was shocked that I liked a McGee film. Let's be <laughs> honest here. Like, I used to love M. Night Shyamalan. You know, back in his sure. first few movies, uh, Sixth Sense was fantastic. I love Unbreakable. I think Unbreakable is a goddamn masterpiece. I think Signs is pretty good. And I actually, you know, I, I've not seen it since it came out, but I remember not hating The Village. And then after yeah, I, that... Yeah, I would stand up for that. Yeah, but after that... It, you know, started to death and yeah. dive, and then you get to the happening. And he, I never even, I never saw anything after the happening. The first thing I saw of him, he saw the visit. That's what I was just going to say. The first thing I saw okay. after the happening yeah. was the visit. I never saw Last Year Bender. I never saw oh, yeah. that Will Smith Earth movie. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, uh, but I, we saw the visit, and Ugh. yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, better than the happening. I'll give it that much, but not true. Not 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 particularly good either. So, Split, though, I think I've got a problem with one character. I think the therapist character is kind of tough, rough. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about her. But other than that, McAvoy playing multiple personalities, the the scariness, uh, no spoilers here, but what it turns out to... The, 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 the twist, I'll just call it the twist. The twist I loved. The... What it builds to the the, the tension, uh, the, the the fact that the characters that are kidnapped, uh, you know, by James McAvoy's character, uh, the fact that they're teen girls, but they they don't go full on like stereotypes or anything like that. They actually feel like real people a lot of the time. Uh, what the movie's actually about, it's actually got themes. It's actually got like a message that it's wanting to talk about. 
I am shocked, but Shyamalan made a good movie, Tim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't as uh, hot on this as you are. Uh, I still liked it. Uh, I wouldn't say I overly liked it, but I mean, it is easily the best movie he's done in a long, long time. Um, the, the performances are great. Uh, yeah, I think there is like, you know, a few characters here and there and a few lines here or there that, you know, made me groan a little bit, but overall still entertaining. Um, and it, it definitely, you know, did something that I didn't know it was possible, which actually made me excited for the next, you know, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yep. Yep. Um, I am looking. It's not going to be a streams movie, I don't think, but uh, I am yeah. looking forward to Glass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so number five. So clearly, I was the one who kind of fought for split. I mean, Tim liked it, but I was the one who really I, fought for split to, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think if it was a a heavier year, I wouldn't because I did have it on my individual list as well. I had it a little lower though. Um, and if it was maybe a more heavy set year, um, mm. I might not have had it on there, but yeah. But so <laughs> as much as I fought for that one a bit more, Tim really fought for number five because number five is <laughs> a movie. Well, I kind of like, I had a lot more problems with it, but number five is Gerald's Game, which is actually the second Netflix original on this list. So, And the uh, second based off of a Stephen King uh, book. Oh, that's true, yeah, but they're, they're both separate. Like, they're, they're, you know, it wasn't like two Netflix Stephen King. Even though there was another oh, Stephen right. King movie on Netflix this year, yeah. <laughs> we never got around to watching that. But well, I watched it, but not for the show. Yeah, <laughs> a, a little more of a thriller to me. Was that was I correct in thinking um, that? I would say uh, there are a few horror elements, but not enough mm, to okay. consider it a horror movie. I would say maybe drama-ish, maybe thriller-ish, I don't know. Okay. Um, but but I, I do G- think G- it is a good watch. But Gerald's Game was you, the one you fought for. I wouldn't have not had this in this list yeah. at all. Uh, I, did, I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I liked parts of it, but I wasn't super in love with it. But you fought I, for I it, so like... you, you sell to the audience why it's at number five. Well, uh, I feel like when we did the review that you liked it a lot more except for the ending, which I think there are definite... Uh, you know, points to be made against the mm. ending. But uh, so basically what the movie is about is um, this woman and her husband, they're a little older, um, they're kind of having problems in their marriage and to spice things up, uh, they go to a secluded cabin in the woods and the husband's a little kinky. He wants to like, ha- you know, uh, handcuff, you know, his wife to the bed, which he does. Um, and then she's not super into it and he has a heart attack and dies and falls on the floor and the rest of the movie is uh i guess you kind of call it like a bottle movie and pretty much just takes place in this one room uh and it's all about her you know kind of it cheats a bit with the flashbacks but yeah yeah right yeah, yeah yeah um and so then you know and it's just uh it's a you know very contained kind of quiet uh movie about her trying to survive um which uh, I, I was really impressed with how they actually made that interesting because I thought that, you know, they came up with a lot of, you know, ways to bring tension into it and, you know, to create situations, uh, you know, where you feel fear for her. And, uh, you know, it, it it's not perfect. Like uh, like said, the ending, uh, I, I didn't mind it, but I can see why people, you know, had a problem with it. But I think there were some really, really standout moments to it. I love the characters. Um 
uh, I just really dug it. And there is a, I don't want to give too much away, but there is something in it that I thought was probably like one of the creepiest scenes I've seen in like a, a horror oh, no, movie there this is, year. There's absolutely some really good scenes in it. There's a really couple of creepy scenes that stand out. Uh, so I don't want to be too bad. I mean, I say I, I do like it. I, I, I want to say that I do. Like, I am. It's not like it was on your worst list, or no, 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 not at all. Yeah. I, I thought it was a. I, 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 would, I would never say to someone not to watch it. I think it's worth watching. It just I didn't like it enough to place it, you know, high up. Yeah, and uh, and to be a hundred percent fair, I I will also again just point out, you know, huge Stephen King fan. I might have a little bias here. Um, I never actually I never read the book, but you can definitely feel like the King influence, and it does actually have like some references to other stuff in there. So I, I will admit I might have a little bit of a bias uh, in that point. So number four is actually the one that Tim would not have had on this list at all. <laughs> yeah. But I was fighting for it hard. And that is It Comes at Night. This, mm-hmm. is, a, this is a movie set in a post-apocalyptic world of some kind. It, it intentionally does not show you too much of the world, so you never really get a good sense of this. Because they're, they're out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, in the forest in this house it's just a family Joel Edgerton and his his wife and son and they encounter another person and they're very suspicious of anyone else who shows up because they might be out to like steal them of their stuff to kill them to rob them maybe maybe even to rape his wife that kind of thing this is how dangerous this world is it's kind of like any other post-apocalyptic world where uh, you have to be weary of every other people you run into and this movie is about can we or can't we trust this other person and the people he says he's with. It is tense is absolute hell. Uh, I, I thought the filmmaking here was like some of the best of the year in terms of tension. I thought it was slow moving, it was brooding. Uh, some of the visuals, with uh, especially at night time, uh, as obviously the title would imply, there's night time sequences. Uh, with with the lanterns and stuff, is, is the, the the light shafts? Like, it's just it's beautiful. It's tense. And the only thing I'd warn you before you watch it is the poster in the trailer implied that the movie's something that it's not. It's actually a a different movie than what what the trailers are selling it as. Uh, I don't want to say what it is anymore than what I have done because I feel like that would begin to spoiler territory. But let's just say it's not as literal as the as the movie, as the trailer would make out. But uh, I think it's excellent. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not going to really badmouth the movie or anything. I think maybe, like you said, with the trailer and stuff, I might have had different expectations coming into it. Um, I I think what it comes down to is I I do agree that this was a really well-made movie. It's just not my type of movie. Like, uh, I it's not something where I'm like, oh, you're crazy for liking it. How I don't understand it. It's just for me personally, I'm like, ah, it, it wasn't for me, but. Yeah, as uh, much as you want me to have my version of the boy that you can make fun of, this is not <laughs> it. Oh, we have plenty of those other movies, but oh. we'll, we'll get to them later. Oh, do we? <laughs> okay, well, that was number four, so that'll take us on to number three. Happy Death Day. Uh, what a what a surprise. This, yeah. Like, I, 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 Joe, Joe's fine, just over the course of like October or so, like the babysitter and happy death day were like these two pleasant surprises that just yeah. came out of nowhere for me and were just like here's a fun idea and just go with it and this is groundhog day with the horror movie so it's this this girl in college who's 
getting killed and then when she dies she wakes up again at the start of the day and it keeps happening over and over again and it just it plays with that idea it's got good character growth like she grows as a person over the course of it and i was surprised by the you know the last half how much i actually cared about her how much i cared that she'd become a better person like impressed i was genuinely impressed with how good this movie was yeah because it sounds like it's something that could so easily be really cheesy uh or whatnot but they actually pulled it off and made you really get invested in the story and the characters um you know if i i have one complaint i i think you kind of share it is that pg-13 you know oh, sure yeah they don't really show I, like a, I don't a lot think... but Given where the movie's like good qualities actually lie, I don't think it hampers it too much. But true, yeah. I can't help but you know I, I can't not say that I would have not enjoyed a bit more violence on screen whenever yeah. the kills were happening. I can't, I can't say that. Uh, it's it's a very funny movie at times. Uh, very likable characters, and do you know what? Just I want to point out. So I liked a McG movie this year. <laughs> I liked an M Night Shyamalan movie this year. Uh, I know where you go. <laughs> and then the writer of this was Scott Lobdell, a comic book writer whose comic books I typically hate and I like a movie he wrote. This was a move this was a year of surprising like entries from people who I typically would assume that I will hate their, their work. And they you know, I'll take it. I'll take the pleasant surprises. I always will. So it's we we all learned a valuable lesson lesson about not judging a book by its cover. Yes, and lesson number two will be teaching Tim how to say the word lesson. Apparently, lesson, lesson. <laughs> number two, and this is also somewhat surprising. A lot of surprises uh, yeah. on this on this list this year. But uh, Cult of Chucky, yeah, where where the eighth Leatherface or Texas Chainsaw movie. <laughs> you know, entered the worst of list, Cult of Chucky, the seventh? Yeah, seventh. Seventh Chucky movie is our number two of the year. And this this, this was surprising. It impressed us. Uh, more than anything else, I think we were impressed with just how it's embraced the entire insane continuity of the entire franchise and just played with all of it. I I think that's uh you hit it right on the the nail on the head there like yeah you look at something like Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre like you know how many times have they rebooted or tried to tell the origin or whatever I, I love 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 that in you know these child's play Chucky movies that no matter how crazy or insane the movies are everything is in continuity that they don't try to restart it everything builds and plays and off of it you, and... you could argue that you know braid was kind of a soft reboot in a way because it was kind of shifting direction away from what the plot was but sure and you'll see there was a continuation of that but curse really brought it back round and it was like oh that's embracing the content this one embraces the continuity in so many insane ways yeah. uh, there's a character who popped up in like the post credit scene for for the last one that i thought was just a joke and we'd never see again he's like one of the main yeah. characters in this one and he's like around <laughs> and again we get a post credit scene uh, you're teasing other stuff from past movies like i i think like a uh, curse of chucky was a nice like little like oh hey like chucky's back and oh yeah. that was actually a pretty good movie and then i feel like this just really amped it up to oh like you know the point where it's like oh not only is he back but now i'm like excited for his yeah. stuff again and I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if they officially said if they're doing another one, but I'd oh, they, definitely they, be down. They have to. That this ends with the, the, the. This is the middle part of a trilogy, right? Like, yeah. 
Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Curse, Call, and whatever's next. That is a trilogy. It has to be. Uh, yeah. And then just the stuff it does in the last like twenty minutes, where it does all this insane stuff that <laughs> is like different. It's moving the franchise forward. So for any faults that you can give it, like I came out of this being like, man, like they just they went for it this time. Yeah. Don Mancini, who's written every single movie and directed the last couple, he like he just went for it. Like this is this is his baby, and he's he's just he's just nursing it through like all these decades of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. All right, so number one, it's probably not a surprise. It's a pretty obvious pick to go with this year, but Get Out is our number one horror movie of twenty seventeen. It's so fantastic. I actually just uh, rewatched it this weekend. Um, it's uh, it's so so well done, and you talk about characters. Uh, you know, the main character in this is so great and likable, and it creates such a unique uh, and like weirdly uncomfortable setting and situation. And the way it plays with like your expectations and. Uh, like not really knowing what's going on it's just it's so 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 fantastic yeah i it's a it's, it's weirder than you think it's going to be when it starts because you know because you start the movie thinking oh it's just oh these white people are kidnapping black people and yeah doing something to them i mean who knows what but as the movie goes on it becomes something much more interesting and I, I think i i said this a lot in the review how it's it's social horror right and mm-hmm. what it does is is that it actually gives you an element of what of a type of racism that maybe you don't necessarily think of when, when most people think of racism who don't necessarily suffer racism they think of the more obvious things they think of you know uh violence they think of uh yeah. making people feel little that kind of thing they don't necessarily think of some of these more intricate ideas of racism mm-hmm. um and this this movie kind of shows the the, the fear or the uncomfort of, of that feeling and kind of how it might make someone feel in this context and it does it in a really interesting way it it has twists it turns it has characters that are interesting by the way tim you're currently working your way through twin peaks the 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 brother character the asshole brother in this Mm -hmm. he has a character on a season three of twin peaks okay (laughs) and he's basically the same character it's insane uh <laughs> all right look forward to that you, you look for he's, he's oh shitty steve uh, he's named steve in the show but i kept calling him shitty steve so that was just kind of okay. kicking back to uh but no it's it's a it's an inventive movie it's really well made yeah. uh jordan peele's direction is actually like you know i never knew he was a director before this and that, yeah, that, he i mean yeah it's uh oh sorry oh sorry you're gearing up to say something but yeah like i i don't know much about him like i've seen you know some of his like sketches and stuff and i always thought they were funny but yeah it's very you know surprising to see that he could do something uh on this level and uh you know i love that you know this like just you know made so much money broke records and it was a especially in, in times of like uh, a very shitty year in terms of like news and <laughs> everything going on. Yeah, it was cool to yeah. see like, you know, a first time, uh, you know, black horror director getting like so many like, uh, you know, accolades and everything. Absolutely. And he, yeah, he's, he's getting a lot of good buzz about it. Uh, he's, he's going to be helping out on, I think the new twilight zone reboot yeah. for CBS all access. So that, that should be pretty cool. And yeah, that's a, I think that's one of the, like one of the biggest you know pieces of praises I, I think you know I can give with like um these kind of movies is that it makes you excited to see what 
this person's going to mm-hmm. do next. And this is definitely something leaving the theater being like, whatever he does next, I'm on board. Yeah, he's on uh, the map. Whatever, you yeah. know, that's him. Peel's now this director who I care about and I want to see what else he does. So that's just it. It's just done. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fantastic. And yeah, it's great to get some, you know, different perspectives in horror. Because, you know, there's, there's typically, yeah. it's always teen girls, right? <laughs> it's always white yeah. teen girls. That's <laughs> always what it is in horror movies. Uh, not yeah. well, not always, but you know, the vast majority of the time. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm all, uh, yeah, it, it, it's nice to see. I, I feel like you know, in the last couple of years, seeing some really, really strong movies from like, uh, you know, um, like female directors and uh, you know, directors from uh, like you know, people of color and stuff. Like, you know, last year we had a uh, you know the invite. I think was it last year, 2015, with the invitation. Um, that was last year. Yeah, that was that, yeah. that was. Uh, uh, the director of Jennifer's Body, of all things, yeah. <laughs> showing that she has real chops. May I add? But, um, but yeah, like not to, you know, like sound too PC or anything. But it's awesome, uh, you know, to see you know different perspectives and uh, you know really really awesome movies coming out from uh, you know, different voices. I never apologize for being too PC, Tommy. <laughs> well, you know, people in the internet go, "Oh, this is so stupid." And- Social justice wars and dumb stuff. If they are Whatever. hurt by us actually championing new voices and new ideas <laughs> and equality in, in the film industry, they're, they're, they're the snowflakes, okay? They're the ones who are hurt true, by that. They're, they're the ones that are the gentle <laughs> snowflakes, okay? Very true. As it is vain. Because uh, you know what? Given these new ideas, it actually leads to more original content. It gives us different things. Yeah. There's more variety. These these things are good people. They're always good. They've always been good, and they should always be good. Yeah, yeah. I agree, hundred percent. People, people be fools. <laughs> people be fools. Um, oh, so, uh, I was going to say something. Uh, I, I had an anecdote to add, and I've forgotten <laughs> it. That's going to bug the shit out of me now, Tim. It was gold, whatever it was. It was gold, pure gold, <laughs> solid gold. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'll say. Uh, you know, kind of starting the list, uh, you know, it was a little bit down, kind of saying it again, like, didn't feel like this was as strong of a year. But, I mean, I mean, again, going through these movies, these were all really solid uh, stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, it, you know, maybe in other years we had more to pick from. Like, maybe we had a list of 15 or 20 that we had to whittle down. But, hey, I mean, you know, even if there was only, like, maybe, like, 10 or so really strong movies, uh, at least these were really good ones. Nope, that, 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 I think, yep, yep. So, you know, it's always good. I, I think sometimes you yeah. have... Because I, I will say, actually, not to spoil my uh, my list for the general movies of the year that I'll do with Matt soon, but I actually think the year as a whole is a little bit weaker, uh, just in general. Oh, so I it's agree. Not, it's not just yeah. horror. I, I feel like across the board, there's less that I'm passionate about, uh, which is a shame, and I, I wish it wasn't. And I, I, I think it's partly because I'm getting a bit more jaded with the big tentpole you know marvel and star wars and all that so yeah i've just i've kind of been feeling the fatigue uh a little bit as well uh in terms of some of the big franchise uh stuff uh i i I will give a quick shout out because uh we didn't do it on this show and i don't know if we're gonna get around to it but uh my number one overall favorite movie of the year hands down was uh the shape of water it's absolutely fantastic um oh yeah it's not really a horror movie is it uh, no, not really. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say we, we probably won't do it in the show. I'm like, well, sure we will, Tim, if it's a horror movie. But uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It it yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a little tough. Like 
sometimes you know with horror like i feel like if you want to make it work you can be like hey there's a there's a monster fish man in this so we're gonna talk about it but uh yeah it's not like super horror but it's uh it was, it was easily my like favorite movie of the year cool um i'm gonna reveal my favorite movie of the year because i will be doing a list with matt uh and I'm actually, I'm, we're actually keep pushing the the best movie to the top ten on Gigawatts back because I keep wanting to try and fit in more movies to like hopefully bolster my list and be like, oh, like, okay, now I'm passionate about all of these. Because right now I'm like, oh, it's kind of like this one where I like them all, but I'm not passionate about them all, and I'm hoping to sneak a few latecomers in there. And do you count uh, season three of Twin Peaks as a movie? If I did it, it'd be number one. <laughs> if I if I did it, it'd be beating the movies. It's a seventeen-hour long movie. Uh, uh, Eighteen, I think you'll find good, sir. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I think you might love it, Tim. Uh, Season three. I mean, I think it may be I, your kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always, I I always liked uh, Twin Peaks. It's just one of those things that I kind of like fell off of. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes. Well, uh, for for those at home, Tim's literally one episode away from hitting the rough patch in season two, where it's like terrible for like six, seven episodes. I I think that was like part of the reason why I never finished the second season because like anytime someone mentioned it, like, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, second season's kind of rough." It's like, oh, not yeah. giving me a ton of motivation to keep well, going. But the, I the funny thing is, though, is it's actually really good up until that this one point, and then it's you know it just yeah. suddenly becomes bad and. I think maybe the, I heard it the, ends well though. It, it does because the lynch in that came back for the last few episodes, so the, the final episode's a lynch episode again. So it, after oh. episode sixteen, it starts to build up and get kind of interesting, and it's, you know it's, it's not perfect again, but it's you know, more interesting things are going on. And then the final like, episode is fantastic. But I think the motivation now, though, and what makes it maybe easier, is that there's actually just as much, if not more, good stuff after the bad periods because of season three. Because you've got the movie, okay. and then you've got eighteen yeah. hours of season three, which are pretty much all great. So all right, well. I have, uh, I mean, I've been enjoying um, my rewatch and new episode watch, and uh, have, have you, know, you I got some free? Have you been craving donuts because they always have donuts on the screen <laughs> at the police station? Uh, yeah, I could go for some sweets. Uh, luckily, I'm not a coffee guy, so yeah, uh, yeah that doesn't intrigue me that much. But me neither. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, luckily because of the holidays, I got some free time up, so hopefully, I can finish out the season. Actually. Uh, have the Criterion edition of the movie uh, on its way. I ordered it as oh uh, part of a little Christmas gift uh, to myself. So I'll be indulging in that hopefully soon enough. And uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe I'll do a little rebuttal podcast uh, for your guys' uh, reviews on the season three when oh. I get around to it. But <laughs> We went long in those episodes. Our, our discussion of the finale... Which was a double episode, to be fair. It was like two episodes, but our discussion mm-hmm. in the finale was three hours long. Well, I'm, uh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've heard uh, nothing but good things. And uh, I'm, I've always said, like, I don't love everything Lynch does, but I always find it, like, interesting and worth mm. watching, even if I don't, like, love it. So, Thank Doogie. <laughs> That'll make sense one day, Tim. I promise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that wraps up. I've been tangenting, uh, but yeah. So, so get out wins uh, our best horror movie of the year award. Um, well deserved. Yeah. So, so there you go. That that is our top ten horror movies of twenty seventeen. So 
yeah, who, who, here's hoping that 2018 will flourish and we'll have lots of good things. We actually start off early, Insidious Chapter 4, or sorry, Insidious The Last Key, since they changed the title system <laughs> for their fourth movie, uh, is actually out uh, in the first week of January, so we'll be doing that pretty early on in the in the, in the month, so that's, that's a couple of weeks away. Uh, Looking forward to it. So yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, so there's a couple of scheduling changes coming up. We'll announce that in our New Year's video, uh, which is the next movie that's going up. Uh, obviously, the, these best and worst videos kind of replaced a movie this week, so that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, so we'll we'll see you one last time in 2017 on New Year's Eve, and then we will be going headfirst into 2018, hoping for bright and horrific things. Uh, only in movies hopefully the world starts not being as horrific that'd be nice yeah thank you Um, and um like we said with the worst videos uh you know hit us up and uh let us know which ones you liked uh of the year of course what were your favorites and uh Uh, well the comments are on the twitter's at mail underscore fuzz uh if you want to support the show and support the channel head over to patreon.com slash mail fuzz tv uh the link to that will be in the description and stuff as well some other useful links but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it Uh, Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time.